Audio 11.1 Hello and welcome to Ideas to Change the World. Every week we invite three people from three different countries to tell us in one minute about an idea which could make the world a better place. We will listen to the three ideas and then our guest judge will select the best one. Our judge today is Dr Miriam Kirkham, Professor of Global Studies at Chicago University. A very warm welcome to the programme, Miriam. Thank you. And now for the 60-second ideas. The first comes from Alessandro Bartoli from Italy. Alessandro... You have 60 seconds to tell us your idea to improve the world. Starting from now. My idea to change the world is to spend more money on developing drugs that can make us more intelligent. Why would this be a good idea? First of all, scientists would be more likely to find cures for illnesses like heart disease and Alzheimer's if they were more intelligent. Not just scientists. Everybody would benefit from a bit of extra intelligence. It seems that higher intelligence can help to reduce a number of social and economic problems. So, I think the smartest thing we can do to make the world better is to make ourselves smarter. Thank you, Alessandro. And our next guest is Pilar Jimenez from Spain. Pilar, you have 60 seconds, starting now. The world would be a better place if everybody learned how to dance salsa and danced salsa every day. Why? Because when you dance, you forget about your problems. It also makes you think about your body and that encourages you to get fit. Another thing is that if you're someone who feels a lot of anger, salsa or any dance can turn these angry feelings into a kind of positive energy. It can make you happy. So more dancing means more happiness. More happiness means less crime and less war. So with lots of us happy from all that dancing every day, we can be more positive in the world and do great things. That's it. And finally, we have Dovidash Murawski from Poland. Dovidash... You have 60 seconds to tell us about your idea, starting from now. I would like to change the world by introducing a special day, once a year, when everybody in the world gives a gift to a neighbour. The gift shouldn't cost a lot of money, but we should choose it uh, carefully. It could be a bunch of wildflowers, a tiny toy for the children, or a jar of homemade jam. This would be an international holiday and it would give neighbours around the world a chance to get to know each other. This idea of gifts for neighbours wouldn't solve the world's serious problems like unemployment or global warming, but it would make the world around us feel like a kinder, friendlier place. Thank you very much. Audio 11.2 
So, what did you think about the idea for a pill that would make us super intelligent? Great idea. I mean, we live in a complicated world, and we need all the brain power we can get. True, but do you think it's likely that scientists will be able to come up with a super intelligence drug? Isn't it rather a crazy idea? No, not at all. You can already buy drugs to help you to concentrate more and to improve your mental energy. This is just the next step. So, would you take a smart pill? I would take a smart pill if I knew it was safe. Of course, that's a big if. My worry, though, is the cost. If only a few people could afford them, that would give them an unfair advantage. In exams, for example. Good point. So your score for a smart pill? Um, seven out of ten. Okay, so let's move on to the second idea, that everybody should dance salsa every day. Well, I liked the idea that dancing can make you fit and happy. That can only be a good thing. Hmm, but some people aren't confident about dancing, are they? True, but if you danced a little bit every day, then you would become confident. Uh huh. The only problem for me is that it would take a lot of effort to do it every single day. But still, I like the idea. I'd give it eight out of ten. Okay, and what about the last idea? Everybody should give a gift to a neighbor. I think it's a wonderful idea because when you do something kind for somebody else, the other person feels good, but you feel good too. It gives you a really positive feeling. Also, giving a little gift once a year is something everybody can do. I mean, it's true that if everybody gave a gift to a neighbor once a year, it wouldn't solve the world's problems, but it would make a lot of people a little bit happier. So your score for that? Hmm, ten out of ten. Well, there you are, Dovidash. Congratulations. Next week we'll be back with. Audio eleven point three. One. Why did you go there? Two. I've always loved. Audio eleven point four. In natural speech, we say common expressions such as "I don't know," "You know," or "I want to," as a single unit. This means some sounds change or disappear at the end of one word and the start of the following word. Recognizing this will help you understand more easily. Using them. Will develop your fluency. In natural speech, I don't know sounds like I don't know. I want to sounds like I wanna. Do you know what I mean? Sounds like Do you know what I mean? I've been a. Sounds like, I've been a. For a while, sounds like, for a while. Audio eleven point five.
1. For a long time. 2. Can you tell us about? 3. He wanted to. 4. He's been a. 5. Quite a few. Six. You see? Seven. You know? Audio 11.6. One. Why did you go there? Two. I've always loved. Three. For a long time. Four. Can you tell us about? Five. He wanted to. Six. He's been a. Seven. Quite a few. Eight. You see? Nine. You know? Audio 11.7. Good afternoon and welcome to another in the series Fantastic Holidays. This week we're looking at a very unusual place to visit. Steve Jones is going to tell us all about it. So, Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks. Now, tell us a little bit about the special place you visited. Why did you go there? Well, you see, I've always loved the sea and diving. And this is a new and really unusual underwater place to visit, so I thought it would be perfect for me. You mean you have to dive to get there? Yes, that's the only way to see it, because you see, it's an underwater sculpture park. It was built by a sculptor called Jason de Carey's Taylor in the Caribbean Sea. The Caribbean? Why did he do it there? He's always loved the sea. He's been a sculptor for a long time. So he wanted to bring these two things together. Also, you know, the statues actually help coral reefs to grow, and this helps the environment. That's very important in the Caribbean. Audio 11.8. Okay, can you tell us about some of the pieces he's made? Are there a lot of them? There are actually quite a few. The first. The first piece he did is called Grace Reef. He placed sixteen statues across a sandy area, and、uh, it's really interesting to see how they change.、Mm. It isn't so deep there, and the sand moves according to the weather conditions. So you can go there one day, and there'll be ten statues. You go there another day, and there'll only be three. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Tell us a little bit about the big circle of children that he's made. Well, that's actually made of twenty-six different children. It took him around six months to make, and weighs. 
I don't know, about 15 tonnes. Mm. And because it's so heavy, he couldn't put it all down in one piece. So he put each individual statue down and then connected them all underwater. It wasn't easy, but he didn't give up. <laughs> I think he spent about a week underwater, you know, moving sand and rocks. That's amazing. And I think I'd really like to see it. Yes, it's really worth a visit. Well, thanks for coming into the studio, Steve. If you are interested in going to this wonderful underwater sculpture park, you can find more information on our website, Audio 11.9 Excuse me, can I ask you a question? Um, well, OK, but I'm late for work, so if you're quick... OK. Um, some media experts are saying privacy is dead in our 21st century world. Do you agree? No, I'm afraid I disagree. Although you do see a lot more cameras around. I mean the CCTV ones. And what do you think about that? Well, it's important to feel safe these days, isn't it? So I don't mind too much. Anyway, I'm sorry, but I have to go now. OK. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, excuse me, do you have time to answer a few questions? Yeah, yeah okay. OK. Some media experts are saying privacy is dead in our 21st century world. Do you agree? Well, maybe, yeah. I certainly tell my friends everything online. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, that's a good point. All my friends keep in touch through Facebook, too. But, mm, recently I went to a concert and I had to dance on stage. I was so embarrassed. And when I got home, someone, I don't know who, had posted a video of me dancing on YouTube. My worst nightmare, and I had no control over it. Personally... I don't like that, so, yeah, I agree. Perhaps privacy is dead. OK. Thanks very much. Excuse me, um, could I ask you a question? Do you think privacy is dead? Pardon? Do you think privacy is dead? Oh, I'm not sure about that. I haven't really thought about it before. I think we live our lives online these days, so I take your point, but we don't share everything, and it can be very helpful in business, you know, to network, contact other people, but uh, I don't have strong views on this, really. OK, thanks. Excuse me, can I talk to you for a moment? Do you think privacy is dead in our 21st century world? Oh, it's funny you should ask that. I've just read a story about a guy who had a dinner party in New York, invited 15 guests and had no idea that they were posting photos on Twitter and Instagram during the meal. <laughs> Turns out over three million people saw his dinner party. <laughs> Can you believe it? So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no one has much privacy these days, not even in their own homes. <laughs> Audio 11.10 A. I'm afraid I disagree. B. I'm afraid I disagree. Audio 11.11 .11.
One. I'm sorry, but I don't really agree. Two. Yeah, but I don't think that's true. Three. I take your point, but I'm not sure about that. Four. True, but there are other ways to look at it. Audio eleven point twelve. One. I'm sorry, but I don't really agree. Two. Yeah, but I don't think that's true. Three. I take your point, but I'm not sure about that. Four. True, but there are other ways to look at it. Audio eleven point thirteen. The forest fire in the woods of the northern provinces is the second natural disaster to affect the region after last June's floods. The area also has very high unemployment, with around forty percent of under thirty-year-olds out of work. Yesterday, we heard that a multinational company has decided not to build a new factory here. People had hoped this would create jobs in the region. When they heard the news. Many young people wrote angrily on social media. Audio eleven point fourteen. One. You know, I think this is probably true. Two. I'm afraid I don't really agree. Three. In my opinion. Young people, in particular, find it very hard to be alone. Four. Yeah, I think you've got a point. I'm always on the phone or listening to something. Five. I take your point. We do spend more time in contact with people now, but we still have quiet moments.